Hey guys, welcome to another reoccurring episode on TAT the podcast. This is going to be our Q&A. It's going to be popping up here and there. We've had some people throw in some questions and we're going to be answering them one by one. This episode of TAT the podcast is brought to you by Connect Fully Electric Tractors. Welcome back guys to another TAT podcast. I have a guest today which is an interesting guy for me. He supported me for some six or so years now. We always have extremely interesting conversations and I can tell you that this one is going to be no different. My guest today is a big player in the equestrian world, a supplier of top equestrian brands in Europe for more than two decades. He's a man that really knows his stuff. Number one in service and information, highly respected in the industry on both sides of the market, both with retailers and the consumer. Most of you may know him from his very practical, no bullshit, very informative videos on YouTube and most other social media channels. He's just very good at what he does, ladies and gentlemen. The man from Moby Agenture, welcome to the podcast, Jakob Janssen. I'm honored. I'm almost blushing. <laughs> Thank you for the compliments. Yeah. Yes, I just small little prep to uh, bring us in. Thank you. So, and, guys, and I'm also honored to be here. We're very happy to have you. Yeah, and we've had some interesting conversations off camera, so I'm going to let it just slide smoothly into the rest of this podcast. Of course, our conversation is always really interesting. So the hard thing for us is going to be to stay under the five hours. So we're yes. going to condense it into the most important parts. Um, and we're going to go into a lot of deep and interesting topics today, which is where our synergy seems to light up the most. But just for the guys listening, just to start out, to give them a bit of an overview, what what are you active in now? And tell us a little bit about uh, Mobig Agentura, your company. And yeah. What N- you named are. by my sons. Um, uh, Morris and Bink. Uh, yeah, I, li- I like my kids. Sometimes not, but that's every uh, parents has. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm, I was at that uh, time when I started the company. I was so proud, uh, and I'm still. I'm. I think let's name the company like my kids. Uh, so Mobi Agriculture. I'm uh, as you said, more than two decades uh, as a, a su- uh, supplier. Uh, active in the equestrian business, and my main area is Benelux, so Belgium, mm-hmm. Netherlands, and Luxembourg. And uh, my customers are retail stores. Uh, and, yeah, uh, service, uh, if you promise something, uh, keep keep to it. And that's, that's my main goals. Um, and uh, what I would but I also, uh, we, we started by coincidence, the kind of frustration. Uh, we started social media because uh, we, we will come later to it. A lot of people uses uh, their works on the wrong way and not always uh, horse friendly. So at the kind of frustration, we thought, yeah, uh, uh, we need to tell our story. And how can we do it best to tell it directly? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it got kind of out of control. Uh, the social media. I have now a lot of people working for me to to care to take care about that. We have uh, four brands. Uh, my most important is Bucas. That's also the brand where I work the longest period for. Uh, besides of that, I have Pache, uh, the German uh, tech and saddle manufacturer. Mm-hmm. 
I have Monta, the Danish company uh, for apparel. And I have a, a socks house, the Stop Horse uh, mm -hmm. Socks. Uh, I, I like to work with specialists. Yeah. And all four are really uh, a specialist in, in, a, in a small assortment group. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like uh, companies or brands who uh, think they can manufacture all. And you yeah. can't be a specialist yeah. in safety helmets. You can't be a mm -hmm. specialist in rugs or saddles, et cetera, et cetera. So I like to work with specialists. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's and of course, and ambassadors, of course, like me, which is how we have the contact. You have quite a number of ambassadors. Yeah, for... we have more than 30. Okay. Uh, defined by some are uh, responsible for all the, all the brands, mm -hmm. some are responsible for only one. It depends on, but we have more than uh, 30. Uh, um, uh, that's not real. We have, we have the uh, differentiation between ambassadors and influencers. Um, some ambassadors are, are also influencing, but not on the traditional mm -hmm. uh, social media way. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but we, we try to have a mix of, And, and try to cover as much as possible. So we mm -hmm. have very young uh, influences and we also have middle-aged and also some mm -hmm. older ones, yeah. some uh, recreation riders, but also some, some professional. Mm -hmm. I, me as a person, I like to be uh, everywhere yeah. uh, because everyone has something unique, something special, has a story or needs to learn or can uh, learn me a lot. So I like the variation. Yeah. Uh, keeps me also young yeah. and also updated what is happening in the world. Yeah. Because I'm getting older and older. Yeah. And the younger people know more uh, how things go uh, than older yeah. people. They have more experience. Uh, yeah. And of course, it's going the company <clears throat> in the way you would have started it two decades ago. And then to how it's running now when you're talking about influencers and ambassadors and social media. And if I see all the informational videos you guys are putting out and running webinars and, you know, it's, and I mean, everybody in the horse world in some aspect has to have kind of a media company. You're kind of a media company to represent. I, I even said this morning to a brand I, I represent, I said, it, it, we are for already a long time, uh, in the market that that good products without marketing aren't sold yeah and the opposite bad products uh, with good marketing are sold look how many brands uh, started the last years and they came from nowhere yeah and they are huge yeah. um What so it used to take many years to build a name and yeah yeah bucas has existed more than 40 <clears throat> years per more than 150 years and what you often see at All the existing companies, it's also run, uh, run by all the people. Mm -hmm. They know they manufactured one of the best, maybe the best, and they think it's normal. Yeah. Uh, that is the best. But yeah. the end consumer, if they don't understand that it's the best, uh, and they, then they get, get a little bit uh, shy. They say, yeah, but, but we don't tell everyone that we are the best. No, yeah. but there's always... Uh, a, a road between yeah so it don't be arrogant but you can be proud yeah i know it's a thin line yeah but especially the older people uh and and also if they look at the competitors they say oh that's rubbish yeah uh yeah but you are a specialist you know exactly uh what quality how it's made mm -hmm. where is it made uh manufactured you say, yeah yes maybe you are right that it's yeah. not the best but And consumers don't see the difference, yeah. so you need to tell them. Yeah. Uh, 
the difference. Yeah. 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 yeah difficult thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if I'm, I can also be critical at my own brand, but because mm -hmm. I love Bucas and yeah. I'm, uh, and, and yeah, but also we need to improve by, yeah. by telling the end consumers what we offer for the, for the price. Yeah. Uh, why is it so expensive? Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, next year we also want to focus more on that. Yeah. That we, Explain the end consumer why should you buy a Bucas rug? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not because it looks nice, it has a nice color. Of course, that's also important, but also the functionality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll get further into those things as we go. We we're just going to switch it up a little bit. We had a conversation not so long ago. And I think it's also important for people to, I, what I find interesting about the horse world, doesn't matter where you go or which aspect you're in or, you know, Riders, trainers, it doesn't matter where you are. Everyone has an interesting story of how they came into horses. Nobody is in horses without a kind of induction, you know, everybody. And it's normally from a long time ago. So just to give the people an idea, where, how are you infected <laughs> in your life to come into horses? I blame my sister. Um, she started with pony riding and I thought, oh, that's fun. Um, so I started when I was 12 years and I first I got a small pony, then you grow and you get a bigger pony and then um, then you like the competition and then you like the show jumping and the eventing and then you uh, get trained by uh, the national, how you call it, the KNS, yeah. uh, the Bond uh, uh, and, and yeah, and, and having success. Uh, especially when you are young, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and I quit when I was 24. Uh, so something happened between. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, um, my, my, my parents were very proud mm -hmm. that I was successful. We had uh, a lot of uh, prizes yeah. uh, in, in the house. We, we need to, uh, to buy all, uh, what you call it, prize casten, closets. Yeah, trophies. <laughs> and my 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 dad uh, thought, oh, he can ride, so uh, he's 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 getting too big for the ponies and and also age. Uh, so I buy him a very good uh, horse, and then 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 it went wrong. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so how was yeah? So that's a very interesting, successful, winning everything in the ponies. It was finding a lot of fun in it, I, I would say, yeah. in that period. Yeah. Being successful, finding something that you're really good at. And then the transition to getting a bigger horse, what, what changed? Because then you said, how old were you when you, when you stopped? Uh, 24. Yeah. 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 So between 18 to get a horse and, yeah. and 24, there's a big yeah. difference. But yeah. um, um, that, that was the last time I was sitting on a horse. Um, no. Uh, the, and, the, and when you stopped, it was... Over, stopped. Yeah. You never yeah. got on a horse again. No, no, no. Now I wish, I want, mm -hmm. but I'm, yeah, I have all the priorities, mm -hmm. but, so I need to change my priority, but I love to, to ride in the, in, in the forest. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. I need to do that. Uh, but I need to plan that. I love that. Uh, there were a couple of things happening. Um, 
the, the my last girlfriend did she's now my wife she was the first girlfriend who has nothing to do with horses <laughs> and i was a kind of maybe I, it's a little bit too hard to say but it's kind of abused by my older girlfriend <laughs> oh, he knows from horses hold my horse yeah. clean the stable etc etc yeah yeah uh, highly I, qualified groom yeah <laughs> highly that's a yeah so i was so pleased that my wife was it into horses? Uh, she, she was also afraid for horses. It's also for me a little bit complicated to start uh, mm -hmm. riding again because mm -hmm. I'm uh, often away from home. Yeah. Someone needs to take care about the horse. Yeah. Uh, and my wife said, yeah, it's your hobby, not mine. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, to go back to uh, the, the transition from, from pony to horse, uh, the reason I was success, sex, successful sorry, was also because the ponies were so... Uh, strong uh, forgiveness full mm -hmm. so if I made a mistake from this can uh, yeah top ponies top ponies yeah. um, <clears throat> then you got on a horse I don't know if it's uh, happening with all the horses but they uh, if you make a mistake they let you know less forgiving less forgiving um, so I, I came at the peer, a stage that um, and, and that's really sad but i know a lot of kids are suffering with the same is the expectations from your parents mm -hmm. and what you are able uh, to deal with as a young young person yeah so winning from the point side winning 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 i, I still remember all the parties we had after uh, the pony uh, tournament and i won another uh, championship uh, and, and then you go on the horse, then your competitors are professionals. For them, it's just a training uh, competition. Yeah. And for me, it was uh, uh, very, very, very yeah. difficult. Yeah. And, and if you change from being successful, winning everything, and then you, you don't win anything, then it's also a sad story for your parents because mm -hmm. they invest a lot of money in a good yeah. horse, but yeah. you, you don't perform yeah. then you don't like to train your horse and anymore i also could remember that i had to ride horse of course you need to take care but it was 10 30 in the evening and i still need yeah. to go to the stables and ride my horse because yeah. i i extend it every yeah. time yeah, yeah yeah i eight o'clock yes yes i go and nine o'clock yes yes i go and 10 30 i wasn't riding the horse so um, and because it was building up that much frustration, I uh, I couldn't uh, deal with my emotions. So you are frustrating, and you uh, then put it to your horse yeah. on a on a negative way. And I had a situation. I, I I don't dare to explain what, but I thought how horrible I am for my horse because it's my mistake, not the horse mistake. That's also the reason why we have a kind of connection. Because we, I know uh, very good what you are doing with ho horses. A lot of people, even me, don't look and listen to the horses. They are just as me, busy, yeah. performing, be the best, winning everything, and they forget about the horse. And I was on the stage that I was so upset and I didn't treat my horse as well. I said, now I have to go off my horse. If I can't take care of my emotion, my horse uh, doesn't need to uh, suffer it. Yeah. Um, I also had some bad luck. Uh, I, I, I quit it I, uh, quitted earlier uh, with horse riding, uh, but then I was already in the stage that I 
could go to the military. Mm-hmm. There is a small department. If you, uh, at that time, we had to go to the military because it was a law. Yeah. Uh, Dienstplicht. Mm-hmm. What is the English word? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you're obliged. You have yeah, to. You have to. Compulsory, yeah. Uh, but it was a long process to get uh, on the small part from the military where you could ride horses. Mm-hmm. It's the ride in the uh, artillery, it's the, the, the artillery. Yeah. Uh, and so we were. Um, responsible for keeping the tradition and running. So we mm-hmm. had very old uniforms, very old uh, carriage with a cannon. And if there was a show, they ask us, please make a couple of rounds and shoot the cannon and mm-hmm. then we leave. That was the main uh, part of uh, yeah. the, the military part. Not not to have a fight uh, yeah. st- uh, function, but to, yeah. to keep on traditional. Keep traditional life. Yeah. 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 So and, and that ended at when I was 24, so, and from then, yeah. uh, I didn't set on a horse again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love. It's not that I don't want, but it's yeah. how, how times go. Yeah. But so I'm well known in the, in the riding. And, yeah. and I hope, uh, that, uh, yeah, more people are aware that, uh, yeah, protecting young kids, especially with, with fanatic, uh, yeah. parents who yeah. invest a lot because it's a very expensive sport. Yeah. We need to have a kind of coach or mental trainer yeah. uh, to to cover it. So yeah, there is yeah. a, a gap yeah. uh, because I also see on on competition, I see frustration yeah. from kids and the parents. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting you say because of course I come from a very different background and upbringing in Australia. I mean, we don't have riding schools like they do here in Europe. You know, you beg your parents to get a pony or you go to kind of a place where they have ponies or horses and you don't learn a technical aspect of riding you know you go and you're on the circle and you're sitting and you're learning to pull on the right rein to turn right and to kick him you go and trot and yeah what do you have to do to get the horse to do what you want kind of it's more using horses and especially if you live out in the middle of nowhere and you have horses and you have to do things with them and get around the farm and or you have your pony there for pleasure you are working on being able to do things with him and get him to do things for you go through the dam ride down you know the streets gallop over the hedges you know and it was only that focus of having fun going fast and then you kind of have this awareness of is he enjoying it because if he's not you can't get him to go he's stopping and yeah. and putting his ears back yeah and then you think shit i have to think of another way to do this and then that reflection of coming to europe and then of course helping a lot of people and helping ponies and young people and as you say you're getting this thing of kids starting from very young in the riding school it's on a technical aspect it's not about who is my pony yeah and how is he today? Sometimes the pony is already saddled up and they just go here and you put your helmet on, you get yourself ready. And then already as you get into it, especially now with social media, you look and they have the new glitter boots and the cap cap and they get serious into it. They beg the parents enough that they're not having a horsey background at all. Yeah. And then they may be in business where they're a a well-off family and all of a sudden the father's got a five-horse Scania, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Half, a, half a million euros, half a million euros with one pony in. But then the focus is, of course, on getting 
getting on the team, going to the Europeans. And it starts from there, ponies and then juniors and then young rider. And it's and 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 a lot of the time, exactly that story I see over and over and over again. Kids that have been very successful because they've gone and bought the pony that almost does it automatically. Yeah. So there's no reflection of their own ability, really. Yeah. Um, they're sort of riding on the pony that's been there and done that. And then you get the horse that needs then maybe a little bit more guidance yeah. and a little that's bit more experience. Experience. Yeah. And then you fall into the problem. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's something that's, I, I see. I, I didn't, we, we, Maybe I, I want to say maybe uh, I, I didn't regret, but maybe I regret. But um, it's not an excuse. But it's it's really a pity that I know still uh, the day where we are in that a lot of kids are struggling with the same. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, it's, I don't know how we can uh, stop it. Uh, I don't know whose responsibility it is, but but that maybe the parents also need to realize. Yeah. That putting pressure on on your kids, uh, yeah. even by Escania, mm -hmm. uh, even if you earn a lot of money, the kids have yeah. it in the back of their mind. They, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of money, and yeah. Yeah. if I don't win uh, this weekend, yeah, uh, yeah, and the things that come with image, have to have the shiny boots and the, the best pony, and oh, that pony beat you this week. Yeah, we better go and buy a better one or that one. <laughs> Now, now helmets are, are very popular. A couple of months ago, uh, a good uh, customer for me said, "From the, we, we got a, a, a custom-made order for very expensive helmets. It was mm -hmm. ordered online. And we thought, oh, that's very special, very special. It was completely pink, 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 pink. And that's nice, but not everyone wants to compete with it every day. So they said, oh, we hope that it, doesn't come back because by European law, if you order something online, you are allowed to send it back and you need to be credit for 100%. Mm -hmm. So what happened after a couple of days, weeks, no, it was more than a week, more than a week, the helmet came back. It was used. Of course, the, the person who bought said, no, it was not used. And they investigate on social media. Yes, the daughter was presenting the complete outfit in pink. So they know on purpose. They want to have uh, a lot of uh, attention on social media, and they thought, "Let's buy a crazy helmet, and we just sent it back." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the craziness of social, isn't it? I yeah, mean, you're getting yeah. people renting jets to walk up the stairs to create a reel about. And and the guy from from America who jumped out of the plane last week. <laughs> It, there was um, a small plane, yeah. uh, uh, and uh, he, he he's uh, active on social media and uh, YouTuber, and and he act that he was uh, the plane was uh, crashing, but it was all on purpose. So he jumped out of the plane with the story of yeah the the plane is not working. I have to save myself, but in real it wasn't. So he got a huge fine by because he crashed uh, an airplane. But this was just. To getting followers yeah and that's also difficult for the younger people uh, to realize if they see something is this real yeah or not and especially if we're getting into ai and all of the things that are coming Ooh. voices <laughs> and all kinds of stuff we need another hour for that <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> we need another hour so we've been we've been working together now coming on six years is it i think so yeah i'm not that good in years but it's already right. yeah quite it's a good time. time yeah me as the ambassador, of course, for um, a few of your brands. 
you're actually the only uh, agent I've ever worked with in my whole career. So I came across a good one straight so, out the gate. Maybe it's also interesting for your listeners to viewers to to explain what an agent is. Mm-hmm. Um, an agent is a, a guy uh, who doesn't have the stock, but yeah. is responsible for the sales. So it's a yeah. wholesaler without stock. And it's um, because logistically, we are so good organized that we are focused on one big stock and island where mm-hmm. we cover all the world with. Yeah. And that's better than uh, to have a lot of small warehouses in every country. Uh, so, so I'm a dis- distributor without having stock. Yeah. So I don't have a warehouse. And we are very happy with that. <laughs> yes. The garage at home is not full with nope. <laughs> product. Nope. <laughs> yes. So there, there was a few things that stood out uh, when we first met, actually. I don't know if you remember our first meeting, but we were exchanging quite some um, ideas and measuring each other's brain power. And um, one of the things was the knowledge. So the knowledge uh, you had about the products straight away, I mean, you knew the ins and outs, you knew the ingredients of the material, the process of how it was made, the intricate story and the history of the brand. And that in the beginning made me think, uh, this guy, he knows his stuff. He's the real deal. And it, it gave me instant credibility. You gave me, you had credibility instantly with me because of that because of that factor that you knew so much. And it wasn't like a generic sales pitch that you see on the website or whatever. Like it was deep. You knew the ins and outs. I had the feeling that if I was to ask a question, it would be answered to <laughs> the best of my satisfaction. Um, and I felt that you really believed in the products you were selling. And how important is that for you? And is it part of your process when you when you pick a brand? How important is that to really yeah. know? Yeah, it's 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 the most important thing. I I um, I, I quit a brand this year, uh, and it was not. Uh, I, I don't name the brands because that's not how it should be. Uh, but it 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 I didn't doubt the quality because I investigate a lot. Uh, to check if the quality and what they promise is okay. But if I don't have the right connection with the owner, and in this, this case it was owners, and if we are not on the same um, same level, and, and then I try to convince them that maybe they should move a little bit to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Uh, most important for me is is um, what, what you... Sh- if you say something, it has to be 100% true. Uh, and also, I like to sleep. Uh, and I'm a guy, if if there is some people unhappy, I, I can't sleep. So I try to to have er- everyone happy. That's not always possible. But mm-hmm. if there is a problem, I try to solve it immediately. And even when it costs me money. Uh, so there is there in my business, there is more than only uh, a, a good product. It's also a kind of belief, uh, the, 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 the fundament of uh, principles, what you have, uh, needs to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like to work with people who are working hard. Uh, and so we go 
all the same direction and all believe in the same. Yeah. The, the good thing uh, about uh, social media is what we are doing. Because normally in my traditional role as a distributor or an agent, I uh, communicate only with, with people f- uh, who are owning equestrian stores and are the buyers. Yeah. But there's always a kind of filter between what the end consumer think, mm-hmm. told uh, people in the store, maybe there is an extra level is a purchaser, mm-hmm. and then the story is told to me, and then I tell the story to the, uh, to the brand. Yeah. So there's a, a lot of steps, but... Because we are dealing directly mm-hmm. with social media, with end consumers, we know immediately if something is perfect, people are not that uh, compliment, uh, so <laughs> but if the, it, it's hard it, to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. hard to be. It's, it's impossible <clears throat> to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try, but uh, uh, it's almost impossible. Uh, but if there is something wrong or people are making mistakes, uh, then we know it immediately. Yeah. And, and that's... Uh, even when I'm not now every day at a at a horse or in a mm-hmm. stable, I'm I'm often there, mm-hmm. uh, but not every day. I know exactly how uh, end consumers think, yeah. and and even when it's not my uh, world, well, I I think we understand. Yeah. And and at the end, our goal is: if you uh, purchase a product, it doesn't matter how much it costs; it has to be the the, the right one. Yeah. If a, if a produ- product of 10 euro doesn't function, you feel sad. But if a product for 200 euro plus doesn't have a reason or doesn't function, some people get upset. And I understand yeah. that because yeah. it in, it's, it's an expensive sport and there is so much uh, fer- uh, variation. There are, in our case with Bucas, there are so many works. I understand that you don't see uh, what yeah. work is in the perfect situation for you. Yeah. Online uh, is also making it a little bit complica- complicated because in the past you went to the store and said, oh, here I am, I'm yeah. looking for a work. Then the staff, Keep from the, they, they, they ask you a lot yeah. of questions and say, oh, we need to have that one. Yeah. But now it's long distance, it's online. Uh, so yeah. uh, our job is getting more and more important. Yeah. And we got so overruled uh, by end consumers uh, the traditional way how we earn money doesn't cover all end consumers individ- individually give them advice because mm-hmm. my margin is this yeah. and the retailer margin is, is, is bigger. Yeah. And then we try to solve it by having a website, but uh, we, we call it a choose help. www.bukasnederland.nl and uh, also live stream. Tomorrow evening, I have a live stream and you can ask live questions and you get immediately an answer yep. uh, live. So we, yep. we, we try to fill that gap now from people. Not- yeah, it's not my o- officially job. Yeah, It's something I know what I do uh, because I interfere in the brand's uh, marketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's how it is. Yeah, and the reason I, I started was, as I said, as a frustration. And I'm a guy, if if I ask and ask and ask and ask again and the other side doesn't respond, yeah. then I stop asking. I think, yeah, if you are not doing it, I do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because if there is complaint, uh, they come to me. Yeah. And that's also my job. Yeah. Uh, and there are a couple of things who go wrong always uh, using rugs. 
maybe yeah. we come later on it. Yeah. It's also a <laughs> situation we have together yeah. uh, to have a very enthusiastic, emotional woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, your wife. Yeah. Caring for the horses. Yeah, but yeah. cares a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. So there are two main uh, problems in the rug business, and it's not only with Bucas. I had the biggest compliment a long time ago by the representative of Horseware. And, and she said, Jacob, we are so pleased that you are so keen on buying people the perfect size rug. Because the, every brand has a problem. Yeah. Uh, if, if the rug is too big on the yeah. horse, yeah. It, it does a lot of things what you don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's interesting you say about the <clears throat> brand itself, because I think it's the same in any business i mean it's ba you're basically part of the team of that brand and if you don't fit with them if they're not people that you can communicate well with that you trust that you know that what they say is what they're doing yeah then it, like you say you have to be able to lie straight in bed at night and be comfortable with it and if you're going out saying this is how the product is and this is how they're really going about it yeah, you have to trust 100%. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, I think it's in probably every walk of life, but specific, specifically in the horse world, it is a hard industry to make a living in. And then people can easily slip into telling you it's the perfect product when you know that it's impossible, things like this. And yeah, if you're, doing it right actually at the end of the day you will be successful you can divide uh, two kinds of salespeople. Uh, one sa salespeople is a guy who tells all the benefits of the product and uh, yeah. and he, he, he needs to have luck that you wants to have those benefits but there's also another salespeople, and i'm more on that i i ask questions yeah and and then you can advise them what is the correct work yeah, uh, yeah because every situation is the same yeah uh, so yeah if you if you want to buy a car a four by four or a formula one wagon yeah, it, yeah. it all has a, a steering wheel yeah. an engine and four wheels yeah but you can't go off-road with a formula one car you can't yeah. go uh, on a circuit with a four by four yeah uh, yeah so the more information you have about the person's actual needs, then you have a likelihood of providing a much better product closer yeah. to the perfect one. Yeah. <laughs> so um, through the process, of course, uh, through that process, and of course, as we talked about there, the world is overloaded with brands. The next best pop-up um you know, the next best thing. And there's, of course, the brands that are the long time standing by their traditional proven craftsmanship, staying in the classic style in which they maybe begun. And those new innovative ones, the newest, greatest thing with a very competitive price. And then, of course, there's the, the thing going on with where things are produced in the horse world and if we're talking about there's a big topic of social license of course within the horse industry at this moment it's getting more and more a pressing issue um 
and where things are produced and how many brands and how many products. And like you say, companies are in five minutes becoming the next big thing, which used to take some time in getting to that stage in the past. And the, the sort of carbon footprint that the equine industry is creating by things being produced in a faster, cheaper manner. How do you see all that as far as the brands that are <clears throat> staying with their traditional way and they've spent a long time, like Perche, 150 years going, and then you see a brand that comes up with a few flashy reels and it's the next best stirrup that's lightweight and safety and it's going to set off an airbag and cook your dinner on a Friday night. You know, how does that play in the... I think it's uh, all about a balance. Um, uh... Yeah, the, the, the world is evaluating. There are also new inventions. Eh? Like we added, uh, last year, a new material, Dermocare. Uh, it's, it's not that we invented that material, but it's a, a, a specialist, a, a, a producer who make fabric invented the first breathable nylon fabric. Um, yeah, it's, the, the, the end consumers are, uh, first of all, very price driven. Uh, we, we had a, a Black Friday, but it's, it's already a Black November. Uh, so it's getting already out of control. Yeah. So we saw, uh, again, that it's so much price driven. And, um, and, and, and also the, the, the new brands who are coming, they are more marketing machines uh, than, than that that they understand really uh, the needs of the end consumer or uh, what details should you add to a product to, to function perfect. Mm -hmm. um, it's, and, and I, I have often an idea that the end consumers, and it's not that I uh, think that they are not intelligent, but they have uh, uh, no idea what the consequence is to, to always want to buy the cheapest. Yeah. Um, and we are also a part of that, uh, because there is competition and you don't want to be the most and most expensive, but we never want to be the cheapest because it's, it's always someone in the chain who has to suffer yeah. to be the cheapest. Um, and generally, and it's not only in the question business, uh, we are, in my opinion, not interested as an end consumer who where is it produced and who are the people who are producing it and then what of kind of circumstance they are manufacturing for example india is uh, is a big manufacture country from equestrian products bucas doesn't uh, manufacture in india uh, they manufacture in china and in, in the past they manufacture in ireland um, but China is, is, is not the cheapest, but for human uh, well-being and, and also uh, environment regulation, they are much more, uh, above board, uh, yeah. above board than, than in <coughs> India. <coughs> um, if, and, and if, if you are, uh, if you know how the chain functions, you, sometimes you get a kind of cynical because now we like to have, uh, refurbished uh, materials and and uh, the, the country who is creating uh, the refurbished material is 
it's not always us as a manufacturer because in, in, in the Western Europe, there is almost none um, a fabric uh, producer anymore for, uh, for clothes, for blankets, for a lot of other stuff. So it's man manufactured a long distance away. They don't give a peep about uh, rubbish. Yeah. So they just push it in the ocean. Uh, then, then they are rid of it and there comes another lorry and uh, they push it in the ocean. And the advantage of the ocean, the sea is you have uh, flooding. So it floats away and then it floats to America. And uh, we have there a plastic soup. And then we take uh, the plastic out of the soup, out of the ocean. And then we bring it back uh, to India. And we recycle it, and then we make a new product of it. And then we can say, oh, look uh, how good we are, recycled. <laughs> and I'm happy that the European government now tries to, they call it greenwashing. A lot yeah. of companies yeah. are doing greenwashing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's a process. Uh, uh, yeah, we are all in. It's yeah. not only in the question business. Yeah. But we like to have the best quality for the lowest price. Yeah. But we also need to realize to get the lowest price, who is suffering? Yeah. And someone needs to suffer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And of course, for most businesses that are, are long lasting, they're generally the ones that have put more thought into the product. Because at the end of the day, you know, you can, there's only a few ways you can get the public and normally a company or a brand that's flown out of a Elon Musk jet to the headlines and everyone's buying it <laughs> huge quantities within six months is generally gone again yeah. in the yeah. next six months. And of course, a lot of people now have the advantage of social media. And I'm always a little bit skeptical when I all of a sudden see one product like a special feed been made of special plastic that's and you see it everywhere and there's the most fancy reel with all the technical techniques gone into it and then you realize oh they've blown their whole budget on their marketing scheme and not actually spent any time developing yeah. a good product yeah. and yeah. everybody the consumer gets it and thinks well this is a piece of rubbish and it's gone again in a few uh and I'm aware of that also when I, with all the things, of course, I like innovation myself and, and I'm interested in things that are made to better the conditions or better the working experience for the staff or better the, you know, well-being for the horses. But I'm also aware, okay, is this just a, a fad and where is this made and how is this made? And I think that's why we also get on is because I have a feeling for the product, I have a feeling for the brand. I know a little bit why somebody is making it. You know, not what they are doing, but why they are doing it is kind of my more a go-to, especially more than the color and the <laughs> who else wore it at the last competition, those sorts of things, <laughs> which is driving a lot of things, yeah. of course, yeah. in, our, uh, in our world. We, we call it show jumping. It's, yeah, it's showing off. Yeah, and and then in dressage, it's it's, it's even more. Yeah, uh, but you can also try to find a kind of combination. Uh, it has to look nice, uh, yeah. but also combination with functionality. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, and I totally agree. Um, uh, and uh, to buy the correct product is also sustainable. Yeah. So you don't need to throw it away. Yeah. Because there is uh, on on the call it Marktplatz, there is yeah. a special group where you can buy secondhand horseware, our yeah. biggest competitor, and Bucas products. Yeah. And almost all rugs who are offered yeah. there, yeah. it's also a sustainable process that yeah. you that you try to sell uh, your uh, not correct rug yeah. to another one. Yeah. But it's 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 sad that it it has to be a marketplace where you can buy your a secondhand rug because people didn't look good in it and, yeah. and decide the wrong, with the wrong rug. Thing. Yeah, yeah, wrong size, maybe yeah. too warm, yeah. too cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually brings us smoothly into the next part. Um, what is the important ingredients in selling a good horse product? Because of course, if you, so we make a gen a massive generalization here. The Dutch is actually uh, collectively are good at selling. Um, the, the Dutchies seem to be very good at pushing the cheap, known as fast talkers. Yeah, yeah. It's a country of trade. Yeah. The Netherlands is, is brought up with that. Where the Germans, again, generalizing from an Australian standpoint, are generally engineering a long lasting quality product, you know, <clears throat> German made. Yeah. What are some of the, other countries, like if we go to Spoga, for instance, I mean, I've been there only a handful of times, but then you, of course, you have the Italians making all the clothes and you go upstairs and you have the people from Pakistan and from India and from, <clears throat> and of course, it's like going to different countries and they all have their own kind of <laughs> way of. And I have the feeling when you go there, you almost have to know more about the culture yeah. than, than the product or, you know, selling. So in I, that I, world, what, what is it? How is it? I had a, a long time ago a very interesting conversation on vacation with a Danish uh, businessman. I, I, I also deal now with a Danish company. And he had a very uh, easy explanation. Uh, he said, in the past, your country is small and then Denmark is small. We don't have a lot of stuff in, in the ground, what we can use. Mm -hmm. No gold, no, uh, no, you name it. Natural resources. So we yeah. had to go out, uh, to, to trade. Uh, and that makes the smaller countries, uh, good traders. Yeah. And bigger countries like German and maybe also France, they have all the source in their country. They have a huge market already mm -hmm. on their own. Mm -hmm. So for them, it was not that necessary to, to look for opportunities uh, because their home market was already big. And of course, then you also have uh, cultural things. I, I, uh, Italians are very good in, in, in details, mm -hmm. less in quality. Uh, they prefer a better looking than uh, good quality. Germans mm -hmm. are kind of the opposite. They want quality and they doesn't care uh, that much about uh, the, it's a the, little ugly. the that is yeah and 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 uh, Germans uh, don't like to change because what we are doing uh, we are doing the best because yeah. they investigate a lot also competitors they say yeah why, why should we change this is the best yeah 
And, and what I always try to, to do, because I also have uh, intense discussions with my brands, I try to respect them all, of course, but it's, it's kind of finding the, the, the balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't make crap uh, products, yeah. but maybe we have to be more proud uh, that all the work we, we, we put in, maybe yeah. we need to explain. That's not yeah. arrogant, but just yeah. explain how long it takes to inv- investigate that we test on horses, that we have a lot of people in our area who test mm-hmm. products. Uh, uh, even we, we use ambassadors to test products and that, that we take the time. And if it's not correct, we wait, we wait, we wait. That's also a benefit. Uh, I like to work with private owned companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are the last years, a lot of private equity went into the question business. Mm-hmm. Those are the fast guys who wants to have quick uh, money yeah. and they don't give uh, uh, on the long term. Yeah. My brands, what I'm working uh, with, they are private owned. They, they, of course, they need to earn money, but they don't have the stress from shareholders yeah. who wants to have quickly uh, profit. Yeah. Uh, and, and I never will work with a, a company who is owned by uh, private equity yeah. because it's someone else is pulling the strings and then yeah. you can make really your own decisions and 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 i'm i'm not that guy uh, who who doesn't give anything what other people uh, i i think i mm-hmm. i want to sleep uh, yeah. because i need to sleep <laughs> 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 and i want don't want to be awake that people are upset or, or unhappy yeah. that some guy in the management took a decision only because the, some uh, I had another colleague who said yeah there are spreadsheet boys man yeah. spreadsheet yeah. managers the Looking only the bottom line the only rule companies on numbers and yeah. uh, we need higher uh, margin and and someone has to suffer yeah, yeah. Uh, don't, they don't give a huh? yeah. who's suffering only his spreadsheet has to look perfect at yeah. the end of the year so he's getting more bonus or yeah. what yeah. else <laughs> Kind of thinking from another agenda, yeah. 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 The, the the funny thing about Bucas is it's a very mixed um, uh, company. The the owner is originally from Sweden. Okay. Uh, and and they are based in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, e- even this morning we had a, a, a video conference. There are people from uh, the Netherlands, uh, from from Ireland, the, the, from Sweden, and from Germany. It's 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 a very international mm-hmm. orientated uh, company yeah. uh, so yeah have a good mix of uh, good mix yeah. every also our mentality has some uh, negativity mm-hmm. uh, so it, that balance everything yeah. sometimes i go too fast or sometimes i i'm i i forget some steps yeah and they said yeah quite yeah because it's also an interesting and you even hear the language and the tempo of the way Dutchies will go into yeah. it, it's often very direct. Yeah. And, and the Irish or the English can spend 20 minutes on a nice story before yeah. they get to the yeah. question at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I yeah. have some colleagues where I work with, I, because I do uh, several years, um, I, my cooperation is, is long term. So, uh, the brands know me for a long time, mm-hmm. so they know uh, also my negative uh, 
aspect yeah. or points yeah. and they yeah. accept it. But then I have a new colleague and, and they think, oh, how Jacob acts, I can also act. And <laughs> often <laughs> doesn't go. You know, and then yeah. I need to yeah. warn them. I, yeah. I know I'm, I'm a little bit exceptional, but, but please respect also their uh, behavior and, yeah. and their. So, uh, yeah, it's. And, and yeah. I like to work with an international environment to see yeah. the difference. Yeah. And, and sometimes I say, I know I make myself now not popular uh, because we are straight. Yeah. And I also warn uh, brands if they want to work with me, I know within a few months who is doing their job and who yeah. is not doing their job. Yeah. And how do I know? Customers tell me. Yeah. Oh, I'm missing the invoice, wrong packed. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, the zipper is broken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, within a few months, I know exactly who is doing the job. Yeah. And then the process will start. How do I respectfully yeah. explain how we can improve? Yeah. But yeah. I, in the older years, getting older, I realized I can't deal or change everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that's in every aspect when I'm working <clears throat> also in different countries and with different horse people from different backgrounds, different disciplines. It is a complicated mix of sort of a preconceived idea or yeah, people's culture, upbringing, the way they have sort of come into um, the passion of what they're doing and where their goals are and all that sort of mixed in sometimes in the beginning a few years back, I would be really keen to get them to, to get the horse to not do what they didn't want it to do anymore, yeah. not realizing that I was coming in at the wrong tempo with the wrong sort of perspective of the way they would receive in the information. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time it's the listening part that's the most important bit and yeah. to feel, okay, this is the way you can get into the rhythm of the conversation and that we make things work because we start to be on the same wavelength yeah. and not <laughs> two tactics uh, bumping uh, against each other. Yeah. But that's uh, not, not, not that I want to compare with you, but it, I think that's what we like to work with humans. And it's, it's never boring no, uh, because no. every human is unique. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, every time you need to press another button yeah. uh, to get together the same... Uh, yeah. benefits yeah uh, and always the reflection of, of yourself and it's not going thinking oh, why am i not good in this situation or why yeah. is it not uh, and, and gelling i'm <clears throat> yes we make mistakes and i also said to other people where i work with i i it's okay to make mistakes yeah. uh, it's human yeah but if i make a mistake <laughs> i'm very tough on myself yeah. Then, yeah. oh how stupid i could be yeah to make uh that mistake. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, th th we need to learn. Yeah. And uh, that's an important thing. Making mistakes is not a problem, but you need to learn yeah. uh, from it. Yeah. And I, I tr try to learn every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I also like yeah. to meet people who can learn me yeah. uh, something. Yeah. Uh, and then also learn a lot uh, with working with you together. Yeah. Uh, also, my eyes are opened by you. What is going on in the equestrian uh, business? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many angles and perspectives um, to see it from. And that, that was one of the other things that I value from our cooperation 
is when I run into a lot of different people on shows or someone approaches me with a product, the first thing they ask a lot of the time is, oh, so what are you uh, riding in? Yeah, so-and-so. Oh, and the first thing they want to tell you is how bad it is. You know, you, you're chosen to ride in that, but they want to tell you that this and this and this is not good. And then immediately after that, they're trying to sell you their, yes, yeah. their product. <laughs> is that, but, and you've got brands with products that are different to ones that I use, but you've never done that. You've never said to me, I, uh, yeah, mine's better. Is it something you consciously think about or that's just yeah, in your nature to not go there? It's the cheapest way to, to, to sell your own, to damage the other. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't like that because yeah. every, um, every brand or every, all, all the persons who are there, they, they, they do their best. Who I, am I to, to, uh, to yeah. tackle them? It's a cheap uh, way of, of selling your product. Yeah. Uh, I need to explain the benefits, uh, what my product has. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I aim more on, on what we offer and mm -hmm. not the others. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's no, it's not yeah. my intention to damage other ones. Yeah. And, I, and, and I, I try to learn from the competition. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. you have a lot of buttons you can press to be yeah. uh, successful and uh, it's also good to know where are your weakness and, yeah. and learn for, from yeah. others yeah. and I learn the most from my competitors yeah. Uh, yeah. and then I say I want that too yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't steal it but yeah. I think oh how can we create something yeah. uh, what is maybe the same and yeah. even I know uh, uh, it's all also about the money uh, that we don't do it the best yeah even closer to being the best is already better than do nothing yeah. or uh, forget yeah yeah i i always heard remembered a piece of advice i was given a phrase that said the empty vessel screams the loudest and i that always stuck with me and it's the same a little bit with trainers or people you meet riders if straight away they're in the negative and feeling like they have to they hear a name and straight away they have to say, ah, but he does this and he's uh, not good and uh, she's, oh, you should have seen her at the show. Straight away I have that thing of, hmm, is it, you don't really trust or feel value in what you know or your skills or yeah. yourself? Yeah. Are you lacking some level of confidence that you need to put the other down because you're not if you're holding something of great value and you're really focused on it and you really believe on it you don't need to be shit canning anybody else and i think that's a big thing that is a problem in the horse world at the moment you know when we have ridicule and someone looks at you know a dresser's disaster video or someone starts to make comment that we should maybe change or or think about doing something else it's a little bit more friendly immediately people are first saying well that's not me you know and oh but the show jumpers they're riding with much worse bits and much worse not realizing like you say that you can learn from everybody and we are not we segregate ourselves we say I'm a dressage rider and I'm not a jumper. Yeah. I'm a jumping rider and I'm not a crazy Western guy with big spurs. 
<clears throat> and of course, each discipline has a different level of care factor. But that's the separation part. It's not a unification. We separate ourselves. The yeah. world outside public opinion sees us as equestrians. Yeah. We, we sit on a horse or yeah. we walk with a horse or we have yeah. horses. Or we don't ride the horses anymore in yeah. the future or whatever's going to happen. Yeah. But it's funny that that sort of human um, insecurity of feeling the, you know, the reason to say something's not good in order to... You you say it on the correct way. It's a human thing. Yeah. It's not only in the question, yeah. uh, but it's it's a human natural way of not all the people, but a lot of people uh, yeah. blame the others and, yeah. and don't look in the mirror. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And they also don't dare to admit that maybe what they are doing isn't. If you look at at this today, maybe it's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, so. How can we try to make it work for the for the future? It's yeah. self-reflection. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of people don't have self-reflection. And that's that's a pity. Yeah. And I don't want to be general, but how how uh, how more money and success is involved, yeah. how stronger they uh, hold yeah. their yeah. old uh, in their way, functioning system, mm -hmm. we, 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 we are successful and look how, what, what championship we won. Uh, mm -hmm. they don't say we don't want to change, but they think in their mind, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a difficult process. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. For looking back and, and when you've put on all the effort to get to a certain stage and you've been successful, all that work and all that investigation and, and training and learning and developing and growing. And then you get there and you go, oh, this is not it anymore. Someone's here is like overtaking and going to a new level in a new direction. And oh, no, I'm behind. And yeah, it's easier than us, I guess, to clamp on to proving that this is. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and, 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 and another fact is it's, it's also kind of insecureness yeah. uh, and, and also uh, laziness. Yeah. Uh, because to learn something, you, yeah. you need, need to invest time and, and to be open yeah. to, to adapt it. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's across the board. Like you say, it's a human thing. It's not a particularly. And I, if you talk to people, you know, that are training dogs, I have friends in different areas training different breeds of animals, working with different sports and cultures. And yeah, it's across the board, of course. Yeah. Sometimes when you're in an industry, you can think, oh, Geez, the horse world's full of crazy people, but actually it's, the world is full of different people. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, just your exposure to that. But I'm concerning about welfare. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm very into the equestrian business because I, I have a lot of uh, contacts I know from uh, in, in a, a different businesses. So I know trainers, I know successful riders, I know influencers, I know young girls, old girls, uh, the, 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 the horse uh, huggers and, and the competition. I know all. And uh, we, we have a, a, a big task uh, to, to be serious about. Uh, yeah. And it's a large spectrum. The professional or the, yeah. you know, you can only go to, Somewhere like Equitana, and at one end of the hall they're selling neck ropes and bitless bridles, and in the other end they're selling a double rein Dutch gag. Yeah, 
Um, and yeah. yeah, there's so many spaces in between. But if we go directly now into that with something we talked about earlier, um, and which you've mentioned on a lot of your non, no nonsense approach, um, talking about, yeah, products and not just something, um, it's not just something, of course, that you are reading from a script off a website, going into detail and having the knowledge. Um, and I've heard you say a number of times, not only on the videos, but also in meetings we've had, the killing horses with love, yeah. you know, the grooms <laughs> and the wives. <clears throat> and, of course, there are many opposing views in the horse world, um, opposing views also between amateurs and professionals who know more and who do it better. Um, but you've done some extensive research, particularly in uh, horse rugs. What are the some of the things specifically to killing horses with love? Because I like that sort of paraphrase because those two words... I, I understand it's not on purpose purpose that they they kill their horse it's it's a little bit accelerated but they 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 want to take care that much about the horse and i call it too much love that they do the opposite uh, what they want and what we see in rugs they think uh, if i put a lot of rugs on my horse i i do the best uh, but it's the opposite uh, i i'm i'm also human and I'm going to tell you now a bad story. I don't tell you all the details, but if, if I have it warm under my blankets, I get awake yeah. and I do something. I can open the window. I can put my leg out of the blanket. I can push my wife out of the bed, but I, I can do something. Yeah. But, but we as manufacturer are responsible to make a strong work. So we have a very solid <laughs> uh, closure system at the front yeah. and, and the singles. So it's so strong that uh, a horse is not able, some horses can, to take out the, the rugs. So we think we help the horse to put a lot of love, blankets, 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 blankets over it. And then uh, it's, you, you do completely the opposite because the horse is, is too warm and some horses get grumpy. Then we get a complaint. Yeah, he tries to kill our rugs. Um, it's not sitting straight. It's not sitting straight. He's trying to pull it up. <laughs> and um, yeah, that, that's that's such a pity. And how longer the people are active in the, in the equestrian business, uh, how more difficult for us is to to change them. And I understand that changes cost time. But yeah, <laughs> sometimes I, I don't, uh, if she is listening, she knows who I mean, but I have a very nice, uh, girl, woman in my, uh, area. I know pretty well. And I, if I'm at her stable, I always put the hand under the, the rug and I tell, Oh, did you just train your horse? <laughs> because the horse is wet. But the horse is wet 24 hours under the blanket because he's sweating. Mm. And, and it's, and I explain her, and that's also what I will explain uh, to you. And I did explain there is all, all, if you 
what is the comfort zone of a human in, if you compare it with a horse? It's, it's 15 degrees different, so it's lower. Yeah. For a horse. So if we think, ooh, it's cold. And that's the thing. You, yeah. Because yeah. that's also what my wife is doing. Yeah. Coming outside ooh. for not, hey, not, you know, and maybe she just puts her slippers on and not a jacket on. She comes outside and thinks, oh, now it's really cold. She's having the sensation she's cold. She goes in the stable, looks at the horse and thinks, mm, I better put a neck blanket or another. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. <laughs> a deck bat. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. So they they compare the, themselves mm-hmm. with uh, with the horse. So there's already 50 degrees uh, colder, and yeah. and then it's also a clipped horse. Yeah. Uh, look what it is when it is the horse is unclipped. Yeah. Then, uh, so uh, we always say relax. What is the benefit about Bucas? We uh, calculated uh, each rug. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the perfect temperature range? For that rug. So yeah. it's, if you are in the green, uh, zone, it's yeah. perfect. All the other brands name it as we have a hundred gram, 200 gram, yeah. 300 gram, but it doesn't tell you anything about when to put it on and what temperature. It's, it's only telling you one thing, the weight of something what is inside. Yeah. So it could be a hundred gram cookies you put in, in the blanket and you can call it on the etiquette. It's a hundred gram filled rug. Yeah. You don't know what it feels. But you don't know what it is. <laughs> And also, uh, uh, 100 brand uh, from brand A or B, mm-hmm. uh, they they totally mm-hmm. uh, they can be totally mm-hmm. different. And another uh, thing is what is uh, general. Uh, what people think in the equestrian business is if I start very early with using warm blankets. The hair stops growing or slow down. Yeah. I always say, look here, I'm the specialist. <laughs> I would love to be able to, I think, oh, grow hair, grow hair, grow hair. Uh, but it doesn't, uh, function, but it also means the opposite. I had hair when I was in Australia when it was 40. Now it's cold. I'm losing it. Yeah. <laughs> so you are also <laughs> the proof. <laughs> And I had a, a nice talk. Uh, so, so just uh, let's unpack that. If, You can't stop hair growth if it starts to get cold and you put more blankets on. It costs years of yeah. terrorization of your horse. Yeah. So the, the, uh, your brains are having a function. And if I want to move my arm, uh, I don't have to think about it. Yeah. My, but my brain yeah. uh, says to the muscles, do yeah. something. Yeah. But there is no direct connection between your brain and a hair vein. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, it's run uh, by hormones sent in blood. And that's a process of month. Yeah. Uh, so if you uh, terrorize, uh, accelerate, have too much love for your horse or you think you can avoid hair growing. Yeah. You are totally interfering nature function. Yeah. Uh, and the system what runs for months. So my, our advice is don't do that. If, You want to get rid of the hairs, you need to clip the yeah. horse. Yeah. Uh, and I understand if you are trained a lot and you, uh, uh, are very active in training, the horse is sweating. And if the hairs are long, uh, it stays, uh, long, uh, wet yeah. that it's, uh, that you need to clip. So yeah. clip your horse if you don't like the hairs, but not putting more rugs on to prevent hair nope. growth. No, no. If you are doing that for several years, then you get a kind of funny situation. In, in our, in the Netherlands, we say it's called a kind of 
a pig uh, fur. Yeah. If you look at a, a pig, they, mm-hmm. they have uh, long hairs, long hairs, but also short hairs. Like a double coat. Yeah. yeah. And 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 some uh, horses who are treated with too much love or uh, with grooms who think, oh, we we need to uh, put too heavy warm works on it. Yeah. You see the the each hair vein is kind of confused. Yeah. Some who are understanding it, but also some not. So then you have a very funny f- fur. Yeah, yeah. So long hair, short hairs, yeah. mixed. Yeah. And that's for me a complete sign that I know I'm immediately, oh, that rock is yeah. kind I of. I see it on a lot of horses. A lot of, sometimes you think there would be not so much hair on the shoulder, but sometimes it's the other way around. The horse is having a lot of hair in the, you know, or where the parts that are not uh extra warm <laughs> and the ones extra warm. and then you have these patches where you're thinking what yeah and dr- growing in different colors random color patches on a black horse brown patches and yeah so <laughs> yeah. also you have some horses who are confused yeah. <laughs> no it's it's normal what i try to do is not to to convince anyone but I try to uh, explain and also understand if you are doing that for a long time, it's mm-hmm. difficult to, to step out of it. Yeah. But that's sometimes I'm um, uh, a religion guy. I think, yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, there is the end. And so please, yeah. uh, people, don't use... Uh, I listen to your advice, but then I'm always the guy like, ah, oh, he doesn't, he just says, leave him with nothing. But if I bring like now we have the two... Uh, two-year-olds, or we have the young horses here that have never had a blanket on. They have the shortest hair of all of them, yeah. and they've never had a blanket on. They're in now the same stable for quite some months, and the ones that have had the blankets on, they need to be clipped already because they have hair like. People also need to realize that uh, <coughs> the ho- a horse is 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 having a lot of intelligence, and they can take care about them themselves. So yeah. there were some studies done by uh, uh, making the horse, how you call it, on the cold, yeah. making them on purpose cold. Mm-hmm. And, and how does a, a horse respond? That doesn't yeah. mean immediately hair grows yeah. Yeah. like an explosion. No, the horse is, is acting the same as we are doing. When we mm-hmm. are getting cold, shiver. We, we shiver. Mm-hmm. And shivering is, is just uh, um, tense your muscles on the short term and that yeah. warms you up yeah and after if that doesn't work we do something crazy or we stamp or we jump yeah. and, and the horse is, is doing the same in, yeah. in the stables so if it's if it's happening Except if they're hot and then they're dead yeah at, at the end <laughs> if it takes too long they 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 stop with it but yeah. then you already see it so if yeah. a, a horse shivers no stress if a horse walks around in the stable then he he, he, he tries to warm it up yeah. and then you are okay yeah. to help him yeah. with warmer blankets. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say then that and it would make sense because the professionals have more access to more blankets, but would you say then an amateur is maybe rugging their horses better than most professionals? As far as they would maybe only buy one blanket and the horse lives in the paddock for most of the day, maybe he comes in they put one blanket on and they don't. The, 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 the job of the professional rider and especially the groom is to take care uh, the best for the horse, but mm. they don't know how to take care. I had an experience and, and I don't name anyone, but I saw a picture on social media with a very nice international dressage horse. 
based in the Netherlands, who was wearing a shamrock power with a neck. And uh, bec we, because we are using a very technical material, which called stay dry, yeah. because we always have a dry layer on, on the skin, it it's always has a high insulation uh, grade. So I know if I see your horse, a very nice horse, and I know also a kind of uh, van uh, he will uh, be in mm -hmm. after uh, the moment yes. walking to the van, and then yeah. and over that shamrock power with uh, neck, there was also from our competitors the the wool blanket on yeah. with the stripes, and I know it's very popular because it's very nice the stripes. We also will have it in the future, a stripe uh, 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 wool uh, rug, and and I think oh my god in the van. A shamrock power, each layer, two layers, 10 degrees, it's 20 degrees, with a wool rock on it. Then some other horses in the van, small area, a long uh, way to drive. Heat will build up extremely. So then I, 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 I tell, I, I contacted the, the, the stable and I said, please, I don't want to sell you anything. I don't sell directly, but please let me explain how you can maybe do a little bit better job by knowing what kind of product you are using because yeah. you are using products uh, and you 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 don't realize how good they are yeah. and and uh, nothing uh here back then i contacted them again they didn't respond and i thought oh let it go yeah uh, it's not to blame um the groom but it's also a matter that you don't know the function yeah. of of uh, the Article and then it's also what I sent uh, told Katja in the past and I told every rider you put a lot of energy in the horse. It's called training, more exercise, uh, muscles. Uh, how you call it? Uh, ec uh, that you have a long breath. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we put in very good food. Uh, we have a lot of people around us. Veterinary, uh, uh, chiropractor. No, uh, we all put a lot of energy into the horse. Yeah. If we are in the arena, wow, we want to look at a show. And then you take almost half of the energy out of your horse because you are using two warm blankets. Yeah. Because losing uh, to get rid of the heat costs energy. Yeah. Uh, and and funny, so you put in yeah. a lot of energy yeah. and you throw half away. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I, I find it also really interesting because in the beginning that advice to me I, I i took it as the literal this is valuable information because here's a guy that's got a brand that should be selling us rugs and he said don't put or don't buy so many yeah but at the end <laughs> what i told before we want to have uh happy uh horses yeah, with yeah. happy end consumers yeah and it doesn't mean that you need 10 uh, rugs yeah. uh, per horse. But yeah. if you spend money, it has to be on the right yeah. uh, product. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's our long-term yeah. belief. We don't yeah. need to sell yeah. this year uh, for new investors to come in for private uh, yeah, yeah. equity. Yeah, yeah. It's a long-term. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I like slow, long-term yeah. uh, goals. Yeah, regression. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny with the transport because I also feel on a lot of horses that come with transport difficulties. A lot of the time we don't really realize the effects of putting a horse in a in the little sprinters now that we have or trailers or the big trucks, especially the big trucks with a lot of horses. That that whole, especially for going long distances, 
what kind of memory, previous memory, experience, and emotion to that event physically in the body that they carry it with them, and that I have many times with horses with trailer loading problems or people think always about the loading we do the course on tt it's about being a the professional loader and an expert traveler which is yeah more important yeah than the getting on part and if we do the getting on part then the experience and a lot of horses you'll have start to sweat before they get even in or near the trailer yeah so it's interesting you say about you know, putting the nicest, good-looking rugs on to go. Do And do you have those sorts of experiences then afterwards with horses that are over? I, I started to realize because of our therapy rugs. Mm-hmm. And, and pe- one of the benefits, uh, there are a lot of benefits, but people say, oh, if I'm using the therapy rug, my horse is more relaxed in the trailer or in the, in the van. Yeah. And I, then I start thinking about it. Why? Uh, it, it makes the horse relax. And then I try to realize what, what, uh, what is the experience of a horse? And then I compare it with ourselves. If, if, if you are sitting next to me in the car, we go to a, a roundabout. Are we driving on the, on the street here, 80 kilometers an hour? And you see up front, there will, uh, in a roundabout. But I, I don't going to tell you, oh, uh, Tristan, be, be, take care. Be, I will break. And I go in our country, go on the right side on the roundabout. So at first I break, then I steer. And then if I uh, want to go straight on, then I accelerate. I don't need to tell you that. But if you are sitting next to me, you already know this will happen. Yeah. So in the meantime, you, you do a little bit like this. Huh? Yeah. He's going to break. And then you hold a little yeah. bit like this because I make the move on yeah. the roundabout. Sure, and then yeah. you think, ooh, there we go. But a horse uh, doesn't see it. Yeah. So he's doing like this mm-hmm. all the time because every second there can happen something. Yeah. Uh, so uh, then we also have a, a kind of, uh, uh, I also do talk with people who manufacture vans, mm-hmm. uh, horse trailers, and you say, ah, the best way to transport your horse is uh, with the back against the, the, mm-hmm. the driving direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so if a horse is, is standing, hold a trip like this, uh, I already get it warm now. Yeah. It, it costs a lot of energy. Yeah. So if yeah. you add then also in, in a small space, it's, it's an adult yeah. horse, 500, 600 kilo of body in a small yeah. space. It, uh, it already heats up yeah. uh, very quick. If you then also put uh, a too warm work on it, it's, yeah. it's too much love. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end, it will kill your horse. Yeah. yeah. So even when it's freezing outside, because yeah. I, ooh, it's yeah. cold, and I go from the stable to the, 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 the van or the trailer, they think, oh, it's cold outside, rugs, 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 yeah. in the van, and then they think, oh, we are doing a good job. Yeah. No, yeah. we are not doing a good job. <laughs> it's interesting to say about the therapy, because, of course, I'm quite the skeptic in a lot of those things, because I'm a train trainer, I'm a horse teacher, you have to teach and, you know, there's a process in teaching your horse something and someone says, I put a blanket on and makes him quiet. I think, yeah, yeah. But I had a client that had a problem with trailer loading <clears throat> and he always used to come off. He went in okay, but he was traveling not great. And so a lot was to do with the balance. So we taught him mobility and awareness of 
his body and how to be grounded, to be able to follow instead of because he was doing a lot of that. And then she had two sessions and then she came back um, to do a little bit more groundwork and he came off the trailer and he was normally a bit hot and literally hot and also energy-wise. And he walked in, she opened the door and he walked in the stable like this and I was thinking, Hey, you've been doing your homework. Uh, no, just I bought this new therapy blanket. <laughs> I was like, huh? But it was immediately, and I could feel when took the blanket off, brought the horse in, and I felt the body, and I could feel immediately he because he his muscles were, you know, contracted, and he, he'd been doing something. Now he was completely. Um, that's when we ordered the therapy blankets. Not long after that. <laughs> So, yeah, I I understand your point. So we told er earlier about uh, starting out uh, as a kid being very successful in competitions and then stopping. And you're surrounded, of course, by top sporters, surrounded by, um, yeah, selling to shops that are selling to top sporters. And you see the process of the kids, what we talked about, um looking to get on the europeans and this sort of thing and you see the big indoor shows you visit the stands and you sometimes see the competitions uh on the big shows what is your feeling in general of the equestrian environment um and you you took yourself out of it out of the sport world fairly early on but you're now heavily involved and have been for a long time what is your take on it in general because it is a hot, I mean, it's getting more and more pressing. And if I sort of go to <clears throat> other professionals in the industry that are also making a business at a high level, high level in top sport, most of them for the past couple of years, when I would speak to them about things that were going on with public license and dressage disaster videos and the pressure that's on the industry, they, most of them say, ah, yeah, but they, uh, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. They wouldn't know how to train a horse or they wouldn't know. And then slowly it's becoming, and now it's really pressing. The, it's more horse welfare has been a topic and has been for, you know, the last five or six years or whatever. But what I hope is that more people are self-reflective mm -hmm. and, and also are. How do you view it yourself? I, I see a lot of people continue what they are doing for a long time and also what was trained, uh, trained long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, 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 you need to take a step back and to be honest to yourself and say, okay, it's, it's not trying to convict um, the, the, those people and, and, and that you did all the years uh, a shit, shitty job, but, but be honest and, and, Try to be open for what is happening in the world, mm -hmm. how people look at our uh, sport, and and try with with steps to change. Uh, but it starts with yourself uh, to feel the need that something has to be done, and also be open to yourself that no no one is perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect, and and. Try to be open, not telling, oh, we are doing the best and those are the horrible people. That doesn't work. Yeah. Try to be open 
talk with each other. How can we improve? At the end, it's an animal we love, but an animal what needs to perform. Mm -hmm. And there is a kind of, um, how do you say it? It's, it's a kind of uh, one is in charge and one not. Mm -hmm. um, but, but you can uh, reach the, the end of the goal also by uh, using less uh, pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and don't, don't see your horse as a tool to succeed, but see your horse as an animal. It's a very intelligent uh, animal. Mm -hmm. Uh, and 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 a horse also wants to work for for us. It's the same for as a dog. The, the dogs also wants to work for us. So use that, um, and and take more time, especially the Dutchies and, and other countries. We, if we can skip some steps to reach the top, yeah. we are the first one to do. Yeah. The Germans are more into, we have a structure and we need to have, for example, 10 steps and we don't skip one because yeah. who, then we get a little bit uh, yeah. nervous. <laughs> yeah. And we think, oh, if we can skip two, maybe five is better. Yeah. Here I uh, can tell you how we can skip two. Yeah. It's almost a bit of a, yeah. So I, I hope uh, the, the professional world, even if they are already successful uh, by... Uh, uh, winning a lot of championship and, and sell a lot of horses or breed a lot of horses that they real, they realize world is changing. Uh, people, uh, want, have different needs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I hope they don't defend their own position because that's, that's what's happening often mm -hmm. and that they are looking more wider than their own, yeah. uh, uh, business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, but the whole system is organized uh, in a kind of old-fashioned structure. Yeah. And there also will need a kind of change in the structure uh, because yeah. there's still the same people yeah. who are uh, the trainers, the coach, the, 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 the KNS bond. Yeah. It's still the same. And if you want to have changes, yeah. uh, you need also to change the, the, the structure. Yeah. Yeah. And do, uh, uh, do you think big brands are aware of, of those things in the industry? Or are, are they worried that, because of course, for many years now, and I've been to a lot of seminars around table and people that represented like the IOC saying that there's no chance the horse from the IOC, the equestrian sport won't go out of the Olympics. But of course, there's many that are. And if you see collectively, one, what the IOC is interested in, views, you know, public popularity. And then if you see what's going on in the horse world and what the general public says, says what the builder and the plumber have seen on the television or on the internet, <clears throat> you see what public opinion is. It would say that you could, we could end up like the circus. Yeah. You said like 50, 60 years ago, someone said to some of the big, Circus Brothers, as soon you won't be able to have animals in your show. They would also have said, yes, if that's good, hundreds of generations that have done it like this, yeah. why would it change? But it's not anymore. Yeah. So are the brands, you, are they thinking about that? Is that a conscious thing that they think, well, if this goes out of the Olympics, it's going to affect everything yeah. all the way yeah. down the chain? Uh, there are some brands. I also sp uh, speak with them. And there are also some brands who are not. 
especially the, the, the big brands run by, let's say, private equity or managers who do, doesn't give a, huh? yeah. they're only short term. They, yeah. they don't, <clears throat> they don't they just move on to the next thing. Yeah. 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 But there are uh, some brands and <clears throat> I know also there are some movements from uh, suppliers. They try to help uh, the chain uh, to be changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also we support if, if, um, uh, li like we support you, uh, because we think, uh, or we are sure you have the right direction where you want to go to for the future and also the horses. And we have some other people who are, who we are supporting by if, if you have the, the, the correct story, uh, because at the end, we would love to have horses and it would be nice that we also can sit on them. Yeah. And sometimes if I want to make a tough decision uh, or a, a little bit like the Dutch direct, mm -hmm. I said, look, we have now the wolf walking yes. free. Yes. And, and we, we all don't like it, but we as a government allow that a wolf is walking around and that sometimes he he kills uh, a sheep or a mini pony and maybe a horse but it's okay and there could also be a reason that the government decides yeah every horse needs to walk free so open yeah. the gates like the wolf yeah. and and it's natural they, yeah. they they choose their own place yeah and and if there is a car yeah we will see uh, yeah. on the roads yeah uh, and yeah. I hope that that example helps people because yeah. we have the wolf. Yeah. It's walking around. Yeah. Because yeah. we think it's the best for the yeah. nature. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and not, not all people are aware the seriousness. Uh, yeah. And, and as you said, it's the plumber. It's, it's, uh, name it. They don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we can also, uh, what I also told several people is, it's of course, if something's horrible happening, we, we see it on the television, but it's also our job to explain how we do every day our best to keep the horse as positive as possible yeah. in the best shape so that we clean the stable, that we do protection on the legs, mm -hmm. that if there is something wrong, we call uh, a specialist. Yeah. It's also a part of, of us to explain. It's not an animal where we sit on and ask to do crazy stuff, but yeah. it's also an animal where we take care of. Yeah. So telling the, the, the positive story, yeah, yeah. Uh, we need to have an answer. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and there is... Yeah, unfortunately, there's always a moment if you look at a person who's training a horse for half an hour, there's always a moment that it's sometimes a little bit like yeah, this. Yeah. So if you frame that, yeah. I don't say it's okay, but if you frame that, yeah, yeah then everything around the world says, yeah, look at that. Uh, they yeah. uh, they uh, yeah. damage the horse. Yeah. But we have also a responsibility for the, for the world that we explain what we do on a positive way. Yeah. And we need also to be honest that there needs some things to re uh, to change. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's the most important thing is that we, you know, putting your head in the sand and saying, I mean, that's, you know, the pressure is here. And, and in some ways, I think a lot of the welfare groups um, and people that are publicizing all the negative, the terrible photos and things like that, that was necessary and the sport has progressed a lot because of that exposure. People are forced to look and ask questions about what they're doing <clears throat> and, and self-reflection then is in the first part of positive change. But exactly to your point, 
the rest needs to come from positivity. You know, you can, if I go, <clears throat> we had a couple of years ago a roundtable meeting about how we, in Aachen it was, how do we defend ourselves against our critics? Totally wrong wording to begin with. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, someone from a horse welfare group stood up as the expert and said, Martin Luther King was a great man. He was against racism. I mean, that to the point is exactly what their standpoint is. You know, he wasn't against racism. He was for equality. He was for freedom. And we can go into the negativity and you can beat your head against the wall. This is bad. Rolker is not good. Devil, this is not good. This is not good. And you can do that till the end of time. But if you're going to make positive change through the masses, you have not to do something that's going to create segregation. Yeah. They're perplexed by that. Don't. If I go and I look at a platform and you see all these horrific photos, what are the emotions that that evokes? You know, you become sad, you become depressed, you, you, you don't want to look at it, you don't want to think about it. This is not creating positive change. And just exactly to your point, being able to explain to people through inspiration, motivation, have reflection of what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And what are these key values? And there was, uh, it's sort of interesting how we look at a lot of those things in business. Like I could imagine with a lot of the brands, there are sort of an inner consciousness of ethical practices within the company, like you say, sleeping, being able to sleep at night because that you have some ethical and moral boundaries that guide you in behaving in the right way. Um, and, of course, we can't say uh, business ethics and we can't say uh, equestrian ethics because there's no such thing. It should just be ethics. Yeah. Um, how do you think it's in, in business, How because I see you as a very – ethical and moral guy in just this story today, how you explain how you go about um, your work and how you do it. Do you have a way of building that? Do you think that those ethical and moral guidelines that you have just come from your upbringing and the way you think, or are you conscious of those? And if you were to say to a brand, okay, this is not going in the right way because this person, this person is not doing the right job and we're not behaving in a way to create you know, a good moral practice, so we're not going to be successful. What are the sort of main things that you would say? I, I try to talk uh, that uh, a lot of people about it. And my wolf story, I, uh, I I think a lot of people recognize it. I try to to talk with, with everyone I know. It doesn't matter if what, what level they are or how successful or not successful. I try to, to talk as much about it. Uh, I also realize that me as a single person, I'm not able to change it, but to talk about it is the same as we are doing now. Make people aware. Um, um, yeah, I, I try to have a, a, a small positive uh, thing. I also realize that we need to earn money. That also means for our professional 
group of, of question people. They also need to earn money. Yeah. Uh, but it's not all about the money. Uh, because I, if I really was interested to earn a lot of money, I was not sitting here and, and I already had a boat in Monaco, maybe, uh, yeah. and I had a f- my own Formula One team. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's all, yeah, it's, it's a part of, of, in, in, it's a kind of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't change the world myself, but I don't have problem, uh, problems to, tell my opinion or to tell what is happening as the same as we did uh, manufacture uh, manufacture products along uh, uh, far away yeah uh, <clears throat> but yeah it's it's telling and and hope uh, that people act but it's yeah. it's it's also we have to do as a group yeah uh, as a group we are stronger yeah. uh, than one individual who's saying uh, we know need to go to di- that yeah. in that direction yeah. I, and and maybe I'm. I try to connect also because I also say to other uh, uh, brands. I said it's also our business. Eh? Mm. I can sell a rock if you are not allowed to sit on it. Maybe you need a rock to to walk with it, yeah. or if we're in the field, yeah. I still can sell a rock. Mm. But I can't sell a saddle anymore yeah. because you don't need a saddle. You can't sit on it. Yeah. So it's also our future. So yeah. please also look long term. Yeah. Uh, even Friday, I have a meeting with a couple of suppliers, and we also uh, talk about that. Uh, it's also we are also a big part in it, yeah. and and maybe we have some benefits because we are also a part yeah. where money is earned. Yeah. And to change, unfortunately, we need to have a kind of funding yeah. uh, to change things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I had been through this process a lot in uh, recent times. I've given now a few welfare demonstrations and and clinics talking about what's important to a horse and these sorts of things. And then it got me to thinking where we tend to slip, how we get to a point where we maybe do things that we wouldn't normally do or we get to a position where we lack a bit of self-reflection or we behave in a way that is... You know, there's normally, I sort of broke it down into some categories. There's the convenience thing is fairly big in the horse world. And I would say with brands and with products, but also with horse people, we tend to do the easy thing instead of the right thing. You know, it's like, okay, um, we tend to rationalize it. Oh, but it was only this one time, you know. Look what the others are doing. They are more more horrible than we are. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, And, of course, in sport, we often do what we must to win. The same in business, the same with a brand. Um, And and then, of course, justifying it. Winning in the sport requires us to do this. And just to your point, the others are doing it. So how do we compete if we are also not doing it? Um, and of course, nobody goes out of their way to do bad things intentionally, no. either to their horse or to, or in business or whatever it is. Um, but at the same time, nobody likes to lose. No, you don't set out to do that. And to your point before, there's a lot of people that are invested in this that help you in your team, your, your farrier, your vet, your groom, your spouse, your sponsor, all of these things. Um, so that puts a lot of pressure on people that a lot of people I don't think realize 
that they have that pressure on them. They have this unconscious reaction to do something because um, without actually realizing it. I yeah. think those things out in the open are important because sometimes it's hard to maybe go into the self-reflection or it's hard to you find yourself being lazy or not wanting to do it because you're not really realizing that that pressure is there. Um, and, of course, especially more in dress for sport, as you said, more than jumping. Um, but we have to be seen to be successful. Yeah, but it's, it's your own values uh, that you lose. Uh, uh, and, and sometimes I give the example. Uh, you, you talk about pressure. Um, um, my, my business is not that big that I have a huge building and a huge warehouse. A car for me, and I like nice cars, it's for me a big investment. Yeah. But I choose myself first to earn money mm -hmm. uh, to be able uh, to buy the car. Yeah. I can do the opposite. I can go to a garage and say, I want to have that car and uh, give me your monthly fee. But then I feel pressure yeah. because I need to perform every day. Yeah. And of course, I like to perform and I will perform, but it's my my decision. Yeah. So uh, it's it's... I think everyone uh, is in, in the lead of their own decisions, yeah. but you need often to reflect what is the next step I want to make and what is the, the consequence. Yeah. Um, yeah, so pressure, yes. Um, but I already made the decision myself. I don't want to be a millionaire. Of course, I would love, especially my kids. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But it's, it's not happening because I'm yeah. not that horrible tough guy who yeah. wants to earn everything myself and yeah. no one else so it's my decision yeah. to make but there are a lot of people who want to earn the whole world yeah. uh, we have some several wars now going on yeah uh, it's it's also a, a human thing uh, but also self-reflection be that grown up to ask several times yourself what I'm doing, what is the consequence, and what is... I, I also realize when I do something, it also affects some yeah. other people around yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, so I have big consequence. Yeah. Uh, and I, I even this morning, I had a meeting with my, my, um, my two assistants, and I said, uh, we have now a difficult decision to make. I'm not making that myself. We do it together. Yeah. Because three no more than one, Yes, I'm the guy who takes responsibility, but we do it all three together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that unification is an important thing. And like you say, that awareness um, of all those aspects is what's going to keep us out of the shit, I think. <laughs> I think there are some processes started. We are not, not there. Uh, and yeah. I hope also this this podcast will help a little bit. It's all yeah. just yeah. small parts. Yeah. And you are doing a great job uh, already for several years. It's already what you what you preach from yourself, your business. But I know you're also very into the deep organization and the, and the top. And 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 what I like about you that you often put on the mirror. So look, yeah. <laughs> yeah. look what are you saying now? <laughs> look what the consequences is. Yeah, and there need to be more people uh, to do that. But yeah. go Cheers. on with your <laughs> great job, Tristan. So we, of course, we have to think about the five hours because, of course, we could go on forever. And I, actually, I often, when I'm talking to you, 
um, and if I hear now, you probably have the same. I like to ask questions that I can really get something out of. So I'm sort of going through my mind here, the information you're giving me, how I apply that to my own world. But great to talk to you. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And um, how do people find you if they're going to look you up after the after the seven and a half million uh, two days after it's released that will hear this? across YouTube, Spotify, and all the other uh, you, they can reach. They, uh, thank you for asking. They can reach us by uh, sending a, a direct message to Bukas in, in Nederland, Netherlands. Uh, we have uh, www.bukasnederland.nl as a website. Very interesting to, to see all the information, what is put in there. And I have our own company uh, webpage. It's www.mobiagenturen.nl. Dot nl or dot com, I forgot, sorry. Uh, but if you enter Mobi Agentura, you will find uh, me. Uh, very good. Yes. Thank you again. Thank you very much, guys. And like always, tune in, see us on the TRT YouTube channel, TRT Method, and all our socials. Be good to your horse, and we'll see you again next time. <laughs>